0: Hey there, folks! Welcome to yet another episode of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name is always Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. It's so good to have you joining us. Uh, let's uh, let's let's get right to it. I, I to be honest, this week um, I uh, was all set to go with uh, a nice. Nice article about uh, the importance of football <laughs> and my own moral hypocrisy. But we'll do that next week because as I was sitting there about to publish, uh, publish this uh, you know, fall-themed article on football, which, as I said, you'll, you know, folks will get next week. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it just as much next week. Um, <clears throat> but right as I was about to do so, I uh, came across the, uh, the CNN News article. Uh, about Lindsey Graham's uh, proposal um, for a national ban um, on any abortions after 15 weeks with almost no exceptions uh, for rape and incest. And I thought to myself, oh, gosh, you know, Lindsey, you just, you just can't stop being an idiot, can you, Lindsey Graham? You just, you know, Lindsey Graham, every time you think uh, Lindsey Graham can't get any dumber, uh, Lindsey Graham gets dumber. And Um, and how he survived in politics for as long as he has, uh, I don't necessarily understand. I, I, the only thing I can ascribe it to is that he, uh, it resides in the state of South Carolina, which, uh, you say what you want about the state of education in South Carolina. I, uh, I lived there for a while. It, uh, I can certainly suggest that it, uh, is certainly lacking. So in any case, um, was, uh, In any case was uh somewhat concerned about uh sorry about the technological issue there i think the microphone was backwards um in any case was uh i didn't know what to take about it to be perfectly honest for a little bit and i think if you don't know who lindsey graham is lindsey graham is a complete and utter pud faced douchebag i'm sorry i don't know any other way i know that that's really uh involves a lot of profanity and i apologize but I don't know how else to describe him other than a pud-faced douchebag. And I say that because he's such a bold-faced liar and such an undeniable hypocrite um, that it's hard to take any stance of his seriously. I'll give you a couple of examples. On numerous occasions leading into um, the election in 2016, um, Lindsey Graham had suggested uh, and this was uh, going into 2016 when he opposed um, even being willing to nominate or or to hear, uh, have hearings for Merrick Garland, um, Obama's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know this one has just riled me. But Lindsey Graham was the ultimate of all hypocrites on this issue because Lindsey Graham said, mark my words, take the videotape of this. As he said, no one should – I will never, ever vote or have hearings – for a Supreme Court nominee in a presidential election year, I will let the people vote and then we can have it afterwards. And guess what he did in 2020? That's right. Without, I mean, just, he's caught on tape, caught on tape, sitting there in 2016 going, write this down. You can mark it down. I'm using a deep voice for him when really Lindsey Graham sounds kind of like this, but the fact of the matter is, and I'm not I'm not trying to cast aspersions on his sexuality other than the fact that he doesn't apparently know what his sexuality is. I could care less, if you don't know my opinion, um, on the, the rights of all people to enjoy love in whatever form it may take. I don't really care. I don't really care who's loving on Lindsey Graham. I don't care. I just don't think that Lindsey Graham knows who should be loving on Lindsey Graham. But in any case, the... Um, so in case, <laughs> Lindsey Graham sits there and has the balls. Well, he doesn't have balls, but you know what I mean. The, the things that used to stand for testicles in Lindsey Graham, he actually sat there and said, you know, videotape this, hold this recording. I will not go back on this. And four years later, he did just that. And, um, and likewise, right after, on January 6th, he's in Congress. He's got, he himself, amongst many other Congress people, have been rushed into the um, darker, the the uh, you know the cellar of um, the cellar of the congressional building of the Capitol because it's being stormed by MAGA supporters and Lindsey Graham, fearing for his life, along with all the other Congress people, rushes into there and he comes back out after everything's been cleared and he comes out and goes, oh, "This is enough, you know what? This is I've, this has gone too far, and you know I can't support this movement anymore." this is this insurrection is where it's got to stop and three two two or three days later he's on a plane with donald trump and coming out and saying that the insurrection was no big deal he has no fucking spine whatsoever okay so now fast forward to this week and lindsey graham comes out and proposes a uh basically a total abortion ban after 15 weeks with almost almost no exceptions for rape incest anything else and you have to wonder to yourself, what the hell is Lindsey Graham thinking? Right? That, that there's, why propose it now? Like, why propose a piece of legislation that has no chance of winning, it has no chance of becoming law, as, at least while Democrats hold both houses and the presidency? Why? And, and, and you're talking about, like, weeks, just weeks before an election, and where all the all of the polling data suggests that this is a losing issue for Republicans, and many Republicans are trying to distance themselves from it, right? Many they're like, "Well, I I didn't uh, suggest. I, I mean, I know I put these Supreme Court justices up there that would overturn Roe versus Wade, but I'm, I'm not against Roe versus Wade." Right, 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 right. Those are the people who women, ladies. Right? who took away your your rights and your freedoms. They are coming after you for your rights and your freedoms. And now they're trying to distance themselves from it, except apparently for Lindsey Graham, who is a flipping idiot. (laughs) And and I kind of want to buy him dinner. And so I give you this week's column, Lindsey, Lindsey Graham's abortion bill faux pas. Oh, Lindsey, you just couldn't help yourself, could you? You had to go and make a giant mess of your party now, didn't you? That's right. On Tuesday, Senator Lindsey Graham dropped a giant amber herd side turd on the Republican Party by introducing a bill proposing a national ban on almost all abortions after 15 weeks. Usually when we question which team Graham plays for, we are metaphorically referring to his ambiguous sexual identity. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. But in this case, one has to wonder if Graham is secretly in bed with the Democrats, because this bill can only serve to bolster their election chances come this November. First of all, let's be perfectly clear and recognize right here and now that this bill has zero chance, and I mean zero chance, of becoming law. In fact, I would go so far as to say that Graham has a better chance of having sex with the entire Dallas Cowboys cheerlead squad or the football team, whatever his choice may be, (laughs) right, than he does of getting this highly unpopular proposal passed. As currently constituted, both houses of Congress are controlled by Democrats, all of whom are united in the rejection of any restrictions on women's reproductive freedoms. Never mind one as restrictive as Graham's, which allows few exceptions even for rape or incest. But even if every Democrat in both houses were to magically sleep through the official roll call vote, this thing would still have to be signed off on by President Biden. And if you haven't heard his rhetoric recently on Roe vs. Wade, let's just say he wouldn't view Graham's bill favorably. So why is Graham even introducing a bill that is doomed to fail in the first place? Clearly, Graham is doing what Graham is doing is a calculated political gamble. But to anyone who has actually been listening to the outcry of American women and the general populace as a response to the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade, this is very much a poorly calculated political gamble. I am guessing that Graham never progressed beyond third-grade math because even the, because even the reactions of members of his own party suggest that they know that this is very much a losing proposition. Graham is pandering to the extreme base of the Republican Party, the evangelical voters that show up in droves for primaries and thus dominate the party's selection of candidates. But when it comes to general elections on a national scale, they still still represent a fringe element, a vocal minority whose votes are limited and already predetermined. Polling data consistently shows that the vast majority, and I mean vast majority, of Americans support women's reproductive freedoms and that only about 25% of Americans are in favor of abortion restrictions like the, ones, the one Graham is proposing. Moreover, the extreme pro-lifers who will approve of Graham's bills were already going to vote Republican anyway. Graham's bill not only has no chance of passing, it is also highly likely to attract any votes. It is also highly unlikely to attract any votes come this November. Rather, the swing elections in this year's congressional races will be decided by unaffiliated middle-of-the-road voters, the vast majority of whom are opposed to abortion restrictions such as Graham's. What Graham's bill is likely to succeed in doing, however is to energize women voters and the Democratic base, all of whom are now more likely to turn out and vote for Democratic candidates come this November. Instead of trying to downplay a losing issue for the Republican Party, Graham is serving to highlight it, right in time for Democrats to jump on that mistake and utilize it to convince crucial swing voters that the Republican Party is here to take away their basic rights and freedoms. All of which as Democrats licking their chops and finally finding a reason to thank Lindsey Graham. Thank you, Lindsey. Thanks a lot, buddy. We appreciate it. Let's face it, just a few months ago, Democrats stood to get their proverbial asses kicked come this November. Inflation was soaring, gas prices were hitting record highs, and immigration from Mexico was becoming problematic as many blamed more lax policies of the Biden administration for encouraging a surge in folks flooding over the border. But with a series of key policy agenda wins under their belts and dramatic reductions in both gas prices and inflation in recent weeks, Democrats were in position to make the upcoming elections more competitive. All they needed to win back voters was a divisive social issue. And Graham just gift-wrapped them the ultimate November surprise. Ever since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade with the Dobbs case, women have galvanized around this polarizing issue, vowing to supplant the politicians who voted to strip them of their basic reproductive freedoms and usher in a blue wave of political influence. Now, just weeks before casting ballots, Women voters have been given a prescient reminder of just how perilous their rights are when left in the hands of a Republican party who wants to take them all away. In fairness to Graham, his Senate seat will not be up for re-election until 2026. So maybe he just doesn't give a damn. But I'm sure his fellow Republicans who are vying for re-election in battleground states do. If the Kansas special election taught us anything, it is that abortion rights are a losing issue for republicans even in states that lean conservative after all last time i checked half the american population has a vagina and a uterus and doesn't want the government telling them what to do with theirs so perhaps congressional republicans and women have finally found something they can agree on namely that they both want lindsey graham to just shut the fuck up and with that folks you got it. We are at an end of yet another, uh, yet another truth in a thousand words or less. I am so, uh, so pleased that you joined us this week. Uh, so pleased that my boy John Merrick can join us this week. Uh, thank you, guys. You have a great rest of your week. I'll see you back next week uh, on Thursday. We always, uh, always come out on Thursday. Look forward to hearing from you then. Uh, and uh, as I said, we'll have a nice, uh, nice episode on football. Hopefully, you'll join us for that. Until then, peace out, y'all.